Welcome to Machine Embroidery with Kimberbell, where we share helpful tips, introduce exciting new products, and celebrate all things machine embroidery. I'm your host, Kim Christofferson, and I can't wait for you to experience the joy of creativity with us. Hello, everyone. Thank you for joining us today. This is the Machine Embroidery with Kimberbell podcast. And you are in for a treat today because we have Kim and Ryan here with us. And we are going to get to know them a little bit better and find out about the history of Kimberbell, what they did before Kimberbell existed. I am going to be your host today, Deanna Lindley. I have been at Kimberbell for going on four years now. I worked in the finance department for a while, but now I have been fortunate enough to join the sales team. All right. Yeah, we just love you, Deanna. Thanks for for uh, being willing to interview us, I guess I, I should guess say. I guess this is kind of weird. It's exciting, though, because we've talked about the history of Kimberbell with people in the past or with two employees when they yeah. first show up. But I think it's an interesting story. Yeah, it's but... one of those stories that for me, it's just part of, you know, who I am and and what our life has been for the last few years. But um, so it seems pretty ordinary, but I guess it's something a little different for others when they hear it. Yeah. For those of us that are, who are new to Kimberbell, I loved hearing the story mm. and hearing how it got its start. And Thank you. I think our listeners will enjoy it too. Thanks. Right on. So where so, should we start? Kim, let's start with you. Okay. What did you do pre-Kimberbell? What was your <laughs> life pre-Kimberbell? Yeah, that's a great question. Well, I guess um, I uh, this was something that I started back in probably 2006, I guess. And I had actually been a fourth grade school teacher and had taught for many years um, and absolutely loved it. When I started having kids, though, um, I, you know, had this opportunity to to be at home, but I still wanted a creative outlet. I wanted to do a little something else on the side. And so um, I, I loved to doodle. I don't call myself an artist, but I sure call myself a doodler. <laughs> and I love to draw. And so I found this group on eBay of moms who enjoyed making you know, one of kind items for, for children and selling them, um, on eBay and kind of a boutique style type of selling platform. And so, um, when I found this group, I thought, well, what is it that I could do? What, what is it that I could draw up? And, um, one thing that I've always loved to do is applique, just your basic, simple applique with fusible web and do a cute stitch around, uh, you know, the applique design and um, and I loved fabric, of course, too. So I had a whole lot of stash of fabric. So when I was looking at, you know, maybe something I could do on the side, I, I landed on the idea of doing a personalized name pillow for children. And I love it. so, yeah, it was kind of fun because, you know, people would let me know, uh, you know, their child's name and what, you know, their, their colors and their bedroom were and wanted me to create a pillow just for them. So I did that and I absolutely loved it. Again, I had that stash of fabric. So I was always going into mo those scraps and it also gave me a good excuse. Let's be real to buy more fabric. Right. Oh yeah. And <laughs> yeah, Ryan knows <laughs> about that stash. And, um, yeah, I would create these pillows. And so this is at a time when my kids were really young. Our youngest was probably 
gosh, he would have been about two years old, just under two years old. He so was still in a crib. He was still in a crib, yeah. yeah. So he was he was quite little. And my sewing room was basically, and I say that in air quotes, right? Um, my sewing room was basically, uh, you know, the the baby's room, the crib, uh, a little tiny desk, maybe about, I don't know, maybe three feet wide, right, right? So, so <laughs> it was a really in small room. And I would, you know, stay up late into the night or get up early in the morning to make these name pillows and I'd sell them on eBay. Well, you know, it was great, but at the same time, I had this little baby in a crib who, um, you know, wasn't the easiest to fit my sewing schedule around his schedule and, you know, a, a couple of other little ones at home. And so one night, R Ryan came home from work and um, he said, and I was in tears because I was a stressed, overworked mom, I think, and I had these orders to get done. And he said, you know, have you ever thought about, you know, I love what you're doing. <laughs> Kirstie was yeah. like quick to say, I love what you're doing. I think it's great. You know, I was, uh, yeah. I'm not great. tearing you down. I'm building She's you up. That's cool. right. People but, loved what you're doing. Yeah. But have you ever thought about taking maybe your teaching background, your education background, and teaching other people how to make these projects, make these finished pillows? And my first thought was like, oh, no, I, I mean, this is so easy. To me, it just came easy. Just like maybe gardening or baking or something else can, would come easy to other people, not myself. Right. To me, doing, you know, a little bit of fusible applique on a sewing machine was simple. But um, so I didn't think anyone would even be interested in buying such a thing. But... He had a point. I thought, you know what? I really could. I, I know the importance of taking, you know, step-by-step -step pictures. And I mean, I did that as a fourth grade school teacher all the time. You were leading people, leading these little ones through a process, but doing it very step-by-step uh, -step and intentional. And so the next time I went to make one of these name pillows, that's what I did. I took a picture of exactly what I was doing, and then I would write the instruction next to it, and then I would go to the next step. And there was no step too big or too small. It just, if it happened on that sewing machine, I was writing it down or taking a picture of it. And so I did that, and I finished up that name pillow, put it together in a, a PDF download, <laughs> threw it up on a on eBay thinking, well, maybe some people might be interested in this. Maybe they'd buy it. And sure enough, they did. And they bought it over and over and over again. And I was like blown away. I was like, wow, this is really kind of cool. Um, because it, it tapped into my teaching background. It tapped into the creativity side of me, but it also, also allowed me to have a little bit more balance in my life at the time. So um, I continued to do that where, you know, the name pillow was, you know, one of the very first things I, I put out there. But, you know, beyond that, then I was like, oh, well, I could doodle. I could draw some little designs for maybe a, a pillow or maybe a wall hanging or maybe, a you know, I really liked holiday theme type things. So I would just put these out there online, you know, every now and then. Now, that's the, the short end of the story, but fast forward it to a few years to, when was it, Ryan? Was it like 2011? Yeah, yeah, it was around right? 2011. Okay. Oh, I should back up and say that when I started putting together, you know, these 
uh, projects online, I needed to, now all of a sudden I had a real business, right? I mean, right. I mean, it wasn't big by any means, but I had a business. So I had to come up with a, a name for the business. And I really had no idea at the time what it would be today. You know, I didn't, I, I kind of went around the, around in circles thinking, well, I could call it, you know, the quilting something or the applique something or whatever. And then finally, I just thought, you know what, one of the names, a nickname I had growing up that my parents gave me was Kimberbell. Um, of course, my name being Kim, Kimberly, I was named Kim and then I was, uh, or I was known as Kim and also known as Kimberbell. So it was kind of one of those nostalgic reasons maybe that I named the company that, but it really was out of just thinking, oh, it sounds kind of cute. Okay, let's just go with it. It has a mm -hmm. nice ring to it, right? And so that's where Kimberbell came to be. A lot of people ask about that. Anyhow, so now we're back in, let's see, let's fast forward to 2011. Right. Yeah, and right 2011. what happens? You want to talk about that? Sure, yeah. So 2011, um, Kim's twin sister decides that she wants to open up a quilt shop. Yeah. And um, so we had uh, a little office for things we were doing here in Logan. I had left my background. Or yeah, left, tell them about your background, Ryan. Well, I mean... As, as Kim was kind of doing all of this as kind of this side gig and thing, I was, I had a job doing marketing work for a, uh, for a, a large bank, but the bank was actually starting up companies. And so I would work for these different companies doing marketing things. Let's just um, say it wasn't the creative type of company. <laughs> that he was involved in that. For, right? No, but it was still a little cool. different, but it was cool. There was financial was... technology, very exciting. Yeah. <laughs> um, we started several companies and I would do marketing work for them and that type of thing. But what had kind of happened, this all sort of came together because um, in uh, around 2010, I actually got laid off from that job. Um, the bank decided they didn't want to continue starting these companies. And so it's like, well, we don't need you. I'd been with them for like 10 years. And so they gave me a very generous severance package. And I thought, hey, you know what? Let's try to maybe take some of these things that we've been doing as a side business and see if we can't grow them into something more substantial because we've got this window now um, yeah. where we've got income to kind of cover our costs. And if we can't get the business going at the end of that, I'll just go and get myself another job. Um, and so we, we did that. We kind of put together some plans and, um, but it all kind of worked because like I said, around 2011, Kim's sister decides to open up a quilt shop and uh, she starts putting it all together. Very massive endeavor. Yeah. Um, to put something, you, you know, you think these things just happen but my goodness I Boy, mean, it gave us an appreciation for the brick and mortar store oh my out goodness there. i mean they were out finding point of sale systems and fixtures and shelving and coming up with their own business plan and hiring what will be their employees and how are they going to promote it and um how are we going to you know put together the store how what are we going to sell <laughs> what are we going to sell how do we get our inventory orders mm -hmm. put together how are we going to merchandise all this stuff and so um, her sister was, and her, uh, her, uh, her husband were actively putting all of this together, and it was a lot of work. Yeah, a lot of long nights, long days. Right, and so, and so, I mean, maybe you would be better telling this story, <laughs> but what ended up happening was um, one day, Kim goes to see how things are going. You know, twin sisters, can't keep them apart. 
<laughs> and so she's all there. We're all up in each other's biz. And so she, she went to her sister's or into the shop and, um, she goes in and she's yeah. like, Hey, well, what are you, what are you doing? And her sister is, is very upset. Yeah. Well, she, she was overworked, overstressed, tired, and the grand opening was the next day. Right. So she's, I'm, I mean, we walked through the store and, you know, we had been part of, you know, helping out up to that point, but this is like the day before the grand opening and you want to make the most amazing first impression, Absolutely. right? And so she's looking around at the store and everything is looking absolutely beautiful. I mean, I, there, I was so impressed. We were so impressed with what they had accomplished so far. And we we're all so excited for that next day. But I think again, the long hours, the stress, you name it, had worn on her. And she's looking at this blank spot on the wall. And that's all you can see. Yeah. That, well, for yeah. her, yeah. It's like the whole place is beautiful. But yeah. there's this one, this one wall. space, yeah. this one space that just doesn't and have anything on there it, is. right? What am I going to do there? Exactly. And she's just kind of looking at it and she kind of shakes her head. And I see a tear kind of just slowly streaming down her cheek. And I said, oh, what, what, what's going on, Chris? Like, what, what's wrong? What, how can I help you? You know, I'm just like trying to reassure her that everything's beautiful. Everything's going to be fine. Of course, we laugh about that now because, you know, she realizes it was maybe a little dr- dramatic at the time but you <laughs> but know it, feels it is like the end of the world it does it in does for, yeah, sure. for sure and she was yeah. tired and and such and so anyway she looks at this blank spot on the wall and she goes kim i just don't have anything else left in me to put something up on that wall i don't have another quilt it it's too late to put up another quilt i i'm just not sure how to fill that space you know, again, coming from an outside point of view, you know, anyone would walk into that store and go, oh, this is amazing and right. just be so impressed with it. But for her, she just wanted it perfect. And I can understand that when you work so hard to get, to have something come together. Well, being the, you know, sweet sister I am, <laughs> I got you. put a halo on top, right? Yeah, that's right. Um, I just, I thought in my mind, I was quickly thinking of like, well, what could I do? What could I do to help her? I, I, I mean, maybe I could make a whip up a quilt tonight. I mean, I don't know. I got I all just, night. Yeah, you, I got you, you know, right, right, right. no problem. Got your back. But I said, I got it. I got an idea. I said, Chris, what if we made up a, a sign that said, um, exciting news, you know, for our grand opening, it said something to the effect of, um, watch here, could sign up for our mystery quilt. Let's see, a mystery quilt block of the month. Okay. Block of the month, um, sign up and it will be, you know, it will hang here. What this mystery is going to be kind of thing. But right now, all we have to put up is a sign. Yeah. Just a sign. And she's like, okay. She goes, but um, she goes, I don't know about doing a block of the month because that would take, you know, a really long time. And this was, I think she was opening in July. Right. Yeah. It was like July or August. And, I, like and we had talked about maybe doing something for Halloween. And she goes, but if I do it, a, did a block of the month, it, you know, we might not have it done in time for October. And I said, okay, what if, and I'm thinking really fast off the top of my head. Okay. I got it. What if we did it a block of the week? She goes, a block of the week? Now that's interesting. She goes, no one does block of the weeks. I said, I know. So let's do let's it. Let's do it. And um, she said, so so we said, let's put up this sign. It's a mystery. Sign up for our block of the week. And it will hang in this spot. Sign up today kind of thing. And she's like, okay, I like it. And she goes, but what's it going to be? I said. <laughs> I'll worry about that tomorrow. Yeah, exactly. I'm like, um, 
I don't know. It's a mystery to me, it's too. A mystery. It's, a, it's, a <laughs> it's mystery. a mystery. We'll figure it out together, right? Don't you worry. I'll come up with something. Exactly. I said, and that's exactly what I said, Deanna. I said, don't you worry. <laughs> don't you worry. No we'll figure something out, right? And so she's like, okay, okay, I like it. That'll get people excited. And I said, we'll bring people Who doesn't in. love a good mystery? Right? And it was a new shop in town. And so it was just like this, this buzz of excitement. I have to right. tell you, around. I was living here at that time. Oh. And through a friend of a friend of a, I got in there and yeah. I was doing it and I am not a sewer. <laughs> yeah. oh, no kidding. But that's, she that's had awesome. me in because it was <laughs> such a great concept of come and pick up your pieces. Yes. Go home and sew this. Yeah. Come back next week. Show us. Yeah. What you did and how you did it and yeah. how it looks. And we'll give you the next piece to That's this. exactly It was right. the best yep. for yeah. us little moms that just needed a little creativity and a little something right. in our lives. Just right. that little creative outlet. Well, and it broke it down into really solid chunks of time and make you feel like, yeah, I absolutely can make that happen. If you look at a big quilt, it's overwhelming, absolutely. right? To, especially to a beginner. And that's what they're right. look, look, really looking for is like, hey, whether you've done this for years or you're brand new, we we want you to feel part of right. our And to be able to place. accomplish that small little thing mm-hmm. and take it in was huge. Yeah. Best idea ever. How, but how seriously, you sucked us in. How many people did they end up set, signing up? I can't remember. Well, here's the funny thing. So, you know, it is a mystery, but at the same time, you know, we're, she's, she, this is new for her, um, you know, as far as knowing her customer base. A lot of shop owners, when you get to know your customer base, you know if they're looking for, you know, the bright color fabrics or the darker color right. fabrics, the more muted fabrics, you kind of know the, the flavor of the area, so to speak, right? right? And like if they want more of a traditional type yes. quilt or and if they right. want something fun and, you exactly. know, whimsical. And she doesn't know that at this point. Right. So here's what we did for that. We went around her shop and we just took bolts of fabric and we said, okay, let's do two colorways. We're going to say, are you, are you fun and flirty, which meant you were a bright colorway person or are you dark and dirty? Yes, <laughs> it meant but it that you were a, whole... a dark color. Yes. And people just got the biggest kick out of that because they're like, ooh, they would what have to am choose. I? Am, I bright, am I fun and flirty or if I'm dark and dirty? And it was just kind of this and there fun were some play people on that words, did both. right? Let's be honest. And that's exactly right. Some would come in and they couldn't choose because they're like, I, I just got to do both. So sign me up for both. And so we just cut off these little strips of fabric that I knew somehow I was going to use in a quilt. Okay. I still didn't know the size. Deanna, I did not know anything about this quilt, except in my mind, it was going to be a Halloween themed quilt. <laughs> right. It was that crazy. Uh, uh, so I got to say what would end up happening, right? So this is a block of the week. Yeah. And so, and I think was it Thursday mornings that everybody came in to get the next? Yeah, Thursday or Friday. Yeah. Yeah, and so I mean, the shop was, you know, you come in on this day, you pick up your next um, bundle of fabric, you know, fun and flirty, dark and dirty, whatever it is, both. (laughs) And um, and Kim is like, so this is just like in real time happening. Each week, it would be like she would be designing, designing, coming up with ideas. What are the different applique pieces? How do they lay down? Writing the instructions. Trying to stay ahead of it. Putting it all together. Next week. Right. I went out and found a uh, a used copy machine <laughs> yes. that was sitting in somebody's storage unit. Bought yes. it. I love it. Hauled the thing into oh our gosh. office. Oh and, my gosh. Um, 
And she was finishing up usually, so if, say it's Friday morning, I guess yeah. that's maybe what it was, like Thursday night. At midnight. We are, yeah. we, are, yeah. <laughs> we are taking this final design, that whatever the next installment is yeah. in the block of the week, and we're running it on the copy machine, oh making all the copies, getting them ready down to the quilt shop so yeah. that they, they had them ready for the next morning. Well, and then they're cutting all the pieces that oh, are yeah. going to go into that so that you get your cute <laughs> no. little kit with all the pieces in there. Never let them see a sweat. Never no. let them see a sweat. I'll tell you what. And, and we did that how many weeks until it was done? I think it was an eight-week That's what I want to say. I think it was an eight-week. Seven eight or eight weeks. And I, I'll have to say you asked earlier, Ryan, how many people signed up for that. We had over 200 people sign up for this sight unseen but the idea that it was you know something fun and that they could come in each week and learn something new and what was really cool about it is we're not talking about people that necessarily have been quilting for years no it was there people were like some. me exactly but people started telling their friends they started telling their neighbors they started we had there was this um this woman she was a hairdresser and she's like oh you know i i cut someone's hair today and she told me about it and so i'm here i mean they would walk into my sister's store and say i'm here to sign up for some kind of mystery i'm not sure what it's all about but it sounds fun yeah. and that's exactly what happened it really just it started off, this yeah. phenomenon of like i'm gonna take a little time out for myself to learn something new to get some cute fabrics to make it a mystery and it was the social outlet for so many people and it was a great way for my sister as a shop owner to to bring people into her store every week and have them you know get to know each other and um, well it was just have it, a great time oh, absolutely and I, I would say it was like her and her staff really yeah. really made it come alive because they made this amazing environment where it's like okay you know you're welcome here but also you know we're going to do this fun we're thing together help you. So not only were they making a really fun um, project and quilt, but they were part of a community of people who yes. were doing it and everybody would show up to get their new thing. And it was just a fun thing to be involved in and to, you know, for that eight weeks. Yeah. Just, well, and then you know, correct me if I'm wrong. Time. It seems like eventually they started doing classes there. Yes. And so you could... If you signed up for this, part of that was you could come and do these classes. So yeah. you got to meet other women that were doing the oh, same yeah. thing. And I have to go back to the instructions, too. Um, I think that's something that Kimberbell is really known really well for. And it goes back to anyone, whether it was your first time ever sewing a project like this yeah. or you'd been doing it for years. It was so easy to follow along yeah. those instructions. Thank you. Well, the, yeah, that was, I think, really the game changer for a lot of people who have maybe tried sewing or quilting in the past and maybe done it with like a commercial pattern type of thing. And nothing is really laid out step by step Not with at photographs. All. Um, and so we wanted it to, you know, I wanted people to feel like, hey, I'm your friend, Kim, and I'm sitting right next to you and I'm showing you exactly what to do next. Um, that quote, by the way, actually is um, called, was called Home is Where the Haunt Is. And that became our best selling pattern for years. It was a really good one. Now, if I remember right, didn't you, like you didn't know where you were going to stop. <laughs> right? I mean, after, like after about eight weeks, you're like, yeah. I think we just we got to wrap this we up. We got, I think we're there and you put it all together yeah. and, and you took all these blocks and you, and you sewed them all together and I don't know, maybe put a border on it yeah. and, and some backing and fabric backing, and you're like, yeah. Here it is. is. And it turned out to be a 40, 40 by 40, 40 wall hanging quilt. Yeah. And it actually fit perfect on that empty, <laughs> heaven forbid, that empty space on her wall. And then I thought I was done. 
<laughs> you thought you were oh, alone. Yeah. Silly girl. At the end of those eight weeks, I was like, oh, phew, you know, going, okay, I'm done with that. Moving on, you know, and thinking I would have a little bit of a, a rest period and, and start back Nope, to, let's get the Christmas one going. I, that's exactly what happened because now these people were like, well, wait a minute. Now I'm I not ready to be empty, done. That's right. I, I now have an empty space on my wall. Well, and that's I've when those shelves are out. So you have the shelf oh my that gosh, hung the yes. quilt. Absolutely. So I can't have an empty space on my wall now. No. I got to have the next quilt. Yeah. And it's got to be 40 by 40, right? Right. So then it was like, well, we now need one for Christmas and we need one for Valentine's Day and, winter. and spring and winter and you name it. And I was like, oh my goodness. And my sister was like, oh yes, you're doing it. <laughs> you got to send this. Yeah. Yeah, yeah for sure. Sure. So well, that's the, really how it started was block of the weeks. That is. And the thing that was interesting is um, as you were doing it and as, as uh, the buzz, so to speak, was building and now people want to do more. And I think they signed up more for the next one. Yeah. Well, now some of the other shops in the area start to, to see what's happening. Mm -hmm. And we started to get some calls and emails from mm -hmm. from other shops in just kind region. of in, in our region yeah. who were like, hey, um, yeah, you're doing this thing for your sister shop. I know that people love it. I would really love to do the same thing. Yeah. Or can we also get that pattern to do in our shop as well? And so we started packaging them up as like a retail product yeah. that could be put into these shops to be sold. And so then we started to find, okay, well, you know, there's this interesting um, industry out there, these independent quilt shops that want to have patterns and and they seem to like what we're doing. Yeah. And so... So the next step was, well, I guess you go to Quilt Market, right? Mm -hmm. <laughs> International Quilt Market. That's, you know, the trade show that shop owners from literally all over the world come to. Right. And it's held twice a year. Um, and at this point, let's see, that would have been 2014? 2012. 2000, oh, yes. 2012, because we started 2011. Yes. So in 2012. In the fall of 2012. In Texas um, is where Houston, Texas was International Quilt Market. Right. And I said, I think we should, I think I want to go. I think we better go. I think I want to, you know, because by this time I had quite a few of these block of the weeks under my belt. And, you know, we thought, well, this might just be a, a great opportunity. We had, I mean, I had no idea what I was getting myself into, but I had a lot of really sweet friends who encouraged me and said, yes, Kim, you can do this and we'll help you out and we'll come along for the ride and, and we'll help you set up your booth and you mm -hmm. name it. Just, you know, go big or go home kind of thing. And they're really cheering me on. And so I said, okay, okay, I think, I, think I can do it. Oh, so nervous. Didn't we kind of like make that booth out of like PVC oh, pipe my or something? Oh we, <laughs> I mean, we really. Do you look back at that? I, we were pretty well, hokey, but oh, we yeah. had a lot of heart. Hey, you bet we did. And, and you know, it was so and sweet. And your product is so adorable and cute. <laughs> oh they gosh. weren't looking at your back Yeah, anyway. well, yeah, we, we certainly uh, learned a lot over the years. But yeah, well, so we went out there. We did, and I remember Kim saying, hey, I want to go to Quilt Market. And I think that this is an opportunity for us to find some new shops that we can maybe start to sell into. Sure. And, and I was like, what is Quilt Market? You know, what what is this all about? And yeah, he's used to going to industry trade shows in banking software. I right. mean, how exciting is that, right? Well, and in my mind, I'm like, okay, this is going to be pretty podunk. I'm imagining like a, a quilting bee yeah. or something like, like that. Like everybody sitting around yeah. tying a quilt oh, together. Oh, he had no idea. I was like, okay, whatever. But then we got down to Houston and showed up at that convention center and went in there. And my mind was blown. The thing was huge. Yeah. yeah. Just row after row of huge professional booths and it's like wow this is this is a real industry and this are obviously there's a lot going on here yeah. 
And so we set up our little Kimberbell booth and started talking to people and building some relationships. And yeah. next thing we knew, yeah, there's people who up from around the country who wanted to carry these uh, Kimberbell products, which at the time we'll say we're all basically sewing and quilting products that we weren't doing machine embroidery at that point. It yeah. was was sewing and quilting and just that kind of sewing applique technique primarily to put these things together. Yeah, and they were basically, I mean, I branched it a little bit outside of the 40 by 40 size. I did some pillows and I did some table runners. I, was say, I remember and, the table runners. Yeah, yeah, and some wall, you know, some other size wall hangings. But um, definitely Block of Weeks was our, our biggest thing. And I have right. to tell you, our next, you know, I guess now would be a good time to talk about the next big thing that really launched Kimberbell. And that would be what I would call our the Kimberbell bench pillow. Right. <laughs> I know, right? The bench pillow Because it was series. that same type of concept. You could still do a block at a time. Yeah. Yeah. And for and a while, I think that was still promoted like that. You mm -hmm. bought, you went in, you mm -hmm. got your block, you finished that, you came back. Yeah. And the funny thing about the bench pillow, there's kind of a, an interesting story behind that. Um, it actually started with the idea that um, I was making a a winter wall hanging, again, the 40 by 40 size that right. we've come to know, right? And it was, let's see, it was called wow, One Wonderful Winter, mm. I think. Oh, cute. One I Wonderful Winter. And it was kind yeah. of a row by row type of quilt. So I think there were maybe five rows in that quilt. And the very bottom row of that was, um, I drew up two snowmen and a penguin in between it. Oh my gosh. And, you know, it was really fun. Every row had a little different something wintry whimsical to it um but you know I mentioned earlier that I always did a darker colorway version and then I did a brighter colorway version so I had already made the bright colorway for uh one wonderful winter mm -hmm. and now it was time to make this quilt again for the second time but now in a darker, darker colorway right right well I making something more than once is not my it's favorite thing. It's not as thing. fun, is it? It's fun <laughs> yeah. the first time. One it's and done. Fun. So I was kind of dreading it, but I was like, okay, let's just get to this and do this really pretty darker colorway, uh, more muted uh, version of the colorway. Anyhow, so I started with my favorite row of that quilt when I started to make this, and that was the two snowmen and the penguin that was in between them. That was super cute. <laughs> And as I sat there, I was doing it in the evening, you know, at home, and I I look at it and I'm like, oh, that is that is kind of cute, you know, just even on its own. But by that time, again, I was thinking, okay, tomorrow I'll do the rest of it. I went to bed, and the next morning I come back to my my little sewing space and I see that that row again, and I went, you know what? That really would be cute as a pillow. As right. A hmm. So you know, I I actually measured it, um, and I saw that it was a you know about a sixteen by thirty eight inch size. By the time I added a few borders to it, and I thought, gosh, I wonder if there's any pillow form out there for a pillow like this. It was kind of like a, a body pillow. Almost. Right. I know. Um, and so I Google it, and I'm thinking, okay, what are the standard size pillows for? out there and for especially for something like this well there wasn't one there's not any size pillow that was this 16 by 38 inch size 
So I was like, oh, maybe I should just scrap it and continue keeping up with, you know, the rest of finishing this quilt. But then I thought, you know what, again, it just kept coming back to me like, this would be so cute as a pillow on my bench. And I had a black bench in our entryway. So I took over that little row and I took it over to the bench and I put it up there and I went, oh my gosh, that would be so cute. <laughs> I think I'm going to just make up my own pillow size and we'll call it a bench pillow. Ooh, you know, like, wow. <laughs> Next time on Machine Embroidery with Kimberbell. I would say it was right there in 2015 with, with adding the employees so that we could do embroidery and all these other things that kind of like things started to accelerate and, and, and a lot more shops started picking us up and bringing in these products and people started to find out what Kimberbell is all about. Thanks for listening today. We'd love for you to subscribe at any of your favorite podcast platforms. Hey, and while you're there, we'd love for you to rate the show and leave a review. And don't forget to share the podcast. You can find us at Facebook, YouTube, Instagram, and of course, Kimberbell.com.